But I feel like that all the time, Shadowy Coder. I feel like I missed it. But you're telling me I could be wrong and then all of a sudden right. You're telling me there are projects out there that are dead for you know weeks at a time, no liquidity. That's a cool cool word. We maybe we can talk about that a little bit today, liquidity of NFTs. But then all of a sudden out of nowhere, ba boom. It's hard to sit on those. It's hard to sit on those winners if they're not already moving because we're trained to just send our attention towards whatever is topping the charts lately. But some of these better plays, you like the goal eventually is to find them before they move. Um, although once you find them, it's hard to sit on them because you sit on them for weeks until they finally validate you. So, so you have someone sitting on you to validate you. Sounds like <laughs> exactly. Sounds like, sounds like he's that. going to Cage. He's going to New York for that. So he's going to be. <laughs> All right, well, whatever works. So basically what you're telling me is, because I've never heard this before, before we kick off the show, it sounds like we have some, Shadowy Coder has brought some, like, groundbreaking ideas to today's show. His idea for us all, guys, brace yourself, maybe get a pen and paper. Shadowy Coder thinks we should buy low and sell high. <laughs> guys, we won't ever charge you a dime for the advice that we provide. Try yeah. to get into something before. <laughs> Before the price goes up. Why didn't I think of this? Oh my <laughs> goodness. Whoa. Whoa. This is why we pay the big bucks. Cage's move is usually to buy it yeah, buy at mid price and then watch it fucking plummet. That's his move. As soon as I'm in, boom, tanks. I weigh it down. That's what it is. I'm a big dude. I weigh exactly. things down. I weigh the project right down. Anchor on my toe. Boom. So if you guys Don't can't tell, um, Today's episode is going to be a little bit all over the place. It's been a while since all of us were in studio together, and there's a lot happening with NFTs, kind of a little bit of a resurgence in the last two, three weeks. Uh, you see these layer two tokens, they're moving, so maybe we'll cover that. ETH, Bitcoin, they dropped below 4,000 for ETH. Bitcoin was at like 56, 57 for a while, and now last few days was a rebound. So all we ask is bear with us as we kind of evolve the content here. Uh, we're learning a lot behind the scenes and we do our best to share it. Sorry that I'm putting you to sleep cage, but that's yeah, kind of a regular occurrence. But all we ask is that's if, if we do a good job, if there's something of value and you want to hear more of it, leave a comment. Let us know, you know, topics, ideas that you want to hear more of. We'll start creating more, more detailed content for you guys. And as also like, share, subscribe, uh, as my shadow recoder, best friend said, we'll never charge you for our content. And we're building out kind of the foundation, the bones of the project. So without further ado, just want to say that as you guys were arguing over, I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't I don't buy some low. great advice. Buy low, sell high. I, I, I don't really, do that. I don't do that often enough. I really don't. <laughs> what I do is I, I buy low, I watch it go high, but then I stick around for way too long and then I sell low again. That's been my typical plan. <coughs> yeah, that's tokens. Oof. Yeah, now they're back up at 75 probably by now. Yeah. They did. They bounce right back, you know? It's interesting so, stuff, man. What, um, so the topic lately has been Metaverse land. Um, I'm wondering, have you guys seen a Metaverse project fail yet? Or is everyone a good buy from the beginning? Well, what constitutes a Metaverse project? That, that's a good, good question. Because everyone now uses Metaverse as it's like this buzzword since... Zuckerberg changed the name of his company to Meta. Manny said it like 16 times on the last call, just like five minutes ago. I don't even know. He's like, yeah. He doesn't know what he means yet. It's just provocative. But no, Metaverse to me is, well, you can either buy land in the Metaverse or you can buy, um, there's even fashion and design and clothes and things you can buy in the Metaverse. Check out, How? Check out How? Artifact. How? Like if I, I, have a, I have my wallet. Right, I want to buy some fashion in the metaverse. You want to buy fashion? How do I do this? Because I right. am a fashionista. I mean, look at this. <laughs> I mean, have enough money in wallet. You buy, you buy an ape. That's what do what ape do is, I do? Ape is fashion. Ape is fashion. Ape is the supreme. No, of the, the ape is an avatar that you can use in the metaverse. You can be that ape as you walk around places like, you know, you're hanging out in your apartment, and the ape will probably have fashion collabs like their recent announcement with adidas but the ape is not fashion in and of itself the ape is you you will be your ape or your punk or your kong while you walk around the metaverse what's the fashion what am i buying, am I buying... supreme supreme is fashion right apes or there's the supreme have nfts yet oh i don't know first let's talk about artifact and then we can go to supreme but okay, what does that you're, say you're wrecked fucked 
What is this? <laughs> you can't say that here. This says it's called RTFKT. You pronounce that for me. Retfuck. Yeah. <laughs> the way you pronounce it is artifact. Artfkt. It makes sense, Cage. Stop playing like dumb. Artifact. Okay. Artifact. All right, I got it. If it's you're in the cool no project, yes, you call it artifact. But Spell so these I are come. examples of what you can buy. Here's your swag, Cage, that you can buy. So Ooh. okay, so where where how can I put this on? Do they have these in size 15? I don't know yet. I still want to see what it looks like from inside the metaverse. Isn't that insane? So you you can buy how much is the shoe here? Well, floor price 1.65. For a shoe, <laughs> yeah, that's not a real shoe, right? Do you get like an actual shoe? No, you actually do get an actual shoe as well. You do, okay. Yeah. At least that's something. So you get a it shoe, and then you can also wear this shoe in the for one point six five ETH, approximately in in fiat. I know we're not allowed to, you know, talk about that, but like let's just call it about, about about seven thousand dollars. You get a shoe to walk around <laughs> where? <laughs> walk around the metaverse. You can go so visit your favorite Nike store in the metaverse. Is it a weapon? You can I use it like a boomerang and throw it at people? I don't know. Are there weapons in the metaverse? I'm going to stop sharing and we're going to Clearly. Go <laughs> I'm going to go look. Citizens so, of Believer Island just announced one of their awesome guns that you will use as a bull to go on the bear hunt to claim your free bear bull. for a bull. You have to go you know, hunt your bear. So there's definitely weapons in the metaverse. Can I get three seconds here? Yes. Um, if you guys are picking up the vibe that we're kind of ha- putting on here, is Cage and I, we talk a lot behind the scenes, and we're traditional we card collectors, right? We, we were card collectors, so we've always priced everything in cards, you know? Yes. What is a Michael Jordan PSA 10? That's like the holy grail of cards. And this week, we've been trading NFTs the last three weeks, and some projects have been running. Like a Chain Runners was a project that was 2.5 ETH, 11,000. You could yeah. not have come up with a better name for that project. And and we're we, we we're sitting here calling and like we had this aha moment right we're like this project could buy like I bought a Kobe Bryant auto with a game worn jersey for one third of the price of a chain runner. But can you wear that jersey <laughs> in the metaverse? Probably not. And and I think it gives a little bit of context. We're not that we're not going to be that show out there that's like NFTs to the moon. ETH to the moon, no other currency is going to survive because I truly don't believe that. I, I think we are in a very interesting place right now in this well, world. Well, listen, let's temper that with we are a show, though, that is diving deep into this world, right? We are guys who, with the best of them, will stay up when something pumps and not sleep and wake up the next morning with way too, hour, way too few hours of sleep because we're like, whoa, <laughs> you got to stay on this one, watch the activity. You know, we have sailed the open seas until the late hours of the night into the early morning with the best of them. We love this stuff probably as much as anybody out there. There's no greater high or adrenaline rush than finding that project that people are not in yet and beating it and beating people to it and then watching the price go up from what you buy. Yesterday, I I got one where I I bought a bundle of five for 0.82 and one of them is like, you know, more than half that now. So you love that. You know, you love that run. You love that rush. And um, a big part of that rush, just to get very tactical, is you guys, we we add value, we add humor, we add banter, all that stuff. But here's a value and maybe take notes on this. Um, Join and Cage, give it to us. The Genie Discord. Yeah. So Scott.eth Genie. Right. So Genie is one of these really cool. Yeah. Yes. It's Genie is the name of the company. Right. It's it's basically an aggregator. It's one of the one of the first gas dealers let's call it figuring out a way to deal with gas right and it's not it doesn't avoid gas it aggregates purchases and allows you to sweep floors it used to be in beta and there were only certain people using it on certain projects you can now use it to buy one item if you want but obviously it's better used to buy several and you know i saw pranksy using it yesterday you will see this even if you don't use it you'll see it in some of your purchases if you go in your own ether scan and you try to figure out how much fiat you got for something Right. And it won't just be it won't just be, you know, you sold this cool dog for point oh four and it'll show the hundred dollars you got. It'll be every transaction that Gene will say Genie right there. Ether scan says Gene. Because yeah. It says, yeah, it says right. There. I'll show you one. I have I have but, two. But the point of that is, guys, is OK, go ahead. So the, the so, guys, you'll see it. What, it. what it does is it aggregates 
a bunch right, of floor right, right. purchases. It gets all the purchases together. So you can utilize this to sweep a floor instead of trying to go one at a time, missing them as someone else is buying them, losing out on the gas. But the alpha that Andrew's trying to get at, now that you know what this product is, is that because people use this to sweep floors, right, in their Discord, which is anyone can get in, right, in their Discord, they have created a genie sweeps room in the Discord that shows, like a bot, that shows every time somebody's sweeping a floor. And it shows when Pranksy spends $200,000 on a specific project. It shows the volume coming in. This person bought 10, this wallet, this vault, this whale vault bought 10 of these. So it's a cool way of, in addition to what we've talked about, looking at the open sea volume indicators over the last seven days or last 24 hours, which is sort of a lagging indicator. Yep. This is right then and there. You know, a bot says, all right, in the last minute, Somebody just bought 10 of these. And then you can see multiple purchases of the same thing. You're like, oh, this is going to start to move. So, yeah, that's a cool thing. Little... Can, can we go a little uh, Econ 301 on them then? Dude. And then go into that person, the buyer's wallet, copy and paste the wallet, and see what else they hold. And see if anything else has the potential to be swept next. It's a good way to lose a month of your time getting into Pranksy's wallet and trying to find out what else he holds. You'll be there for a while. He has, he has yeah. a lot of items. He be careful. We also saw this earlier with uh, My Little Orphan, but those guys, people know how to mint directly into your wallet as well. So so just because it says it was minted to Pranksy's wallet doesn't mean he was the one or she was the one that did it. Could have been I am a, any I'm a minnow in the open sea and people mint things to my wallet. And I have no mm -hmm. idea what the hell they are. Me too. Thank you, but I never want to see it. <laughs> but before we leave, Genie, let me just show people if, if you're interested, you can go find them on Twitter. Uh, and then once you find them on Twitter, you can see how to get their Discord. But it's useful. So here's Scott. Yeah, Scott you'll notice it's very easy. He has one of the Rick Ostenbrick's uh, Arcus um, art pieces, which is amazing. These 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 Arcus, they're all one-on-one -on -one pieces. And, um, you know. Say that I, again. Say that again. Well, the artist's name is Rick Ostenbrick. And they're Arcus, A-R-C-U-S. Uh, they're really cool art pieces. I tried to get in on, on a whitelist. They sold out really, really fast. And they, they, you know, he sold them for like one ETH when they sold. And they're, I don't know, 18 ETH, 15 ETH now. They're just crazy cool one-on-one -on -one art pieces. But it's an easy way to find Scott's genie Twitter page. Get you a co-host that surprises you every day. I didn't even <laughs> Where'd you pull that out from? Who? Rick? You. Rick Ostenbrick. So, so part Arkham. of the NFTs are click on it if you like. I mean, Rick Ostenbrick. I'm probably saying his name wrong, right? But I mean, you can see, you, know, you see his art. I follow him. He's got cool art. There are some really cool art out there. It's very. I cool. mean, while you're on this, if you want to, I mean, it's one that I like, but I'm not recommending it as like as money thing. One of the coolest art pieces that I would ever tell people again, if you really want to get into art, I mean, that's a cool one there too. But check out, um, you can type it in Twitter if you want. It's, it's spectra.art. So it's Vortex by spectra.art. It's the first supercomputed 3D NFT art. So it's actually made by a supercomputer. It's pretty cool and very inexpensive. The Vortex by, yeah. So you click on spectra.art and then the, the Vortex series by them, which is that right there. And if you click on it, it moves, see? Pretty cool, and they have different shapes and different, you know, colors, and some of them circles. With Windows XP screensaver, sort of, <laughs> sort of but expensive, sort of, sort of, yeah. So we're gonna see, we're gonna see these things dotted all around people's apartments on the metaverse, right? They're gonna need art to fill up their walls, and things like this will be up there. So That's if I'm sitting in my apartment door. in the regular verse, how do I get into my apartment on the metaverse? How does that work? Do I have to? That's, my, that's my front door cage right there. You like that, right? That's, that's what you have nice. to walk through to get into my those house. Are, those are, I mean, I think the floor on that, the last I looked, is like 0.04. It's pretty cool art for like very entry level on the NFT space. So, and there's not a lot of them. There's only like 1,400 of them. 1,414, I think, actually. Before we get around, before we get past Genie, I just, I don't know how it works. <laughs> so I'm interested. What if, what if Pranksy comes in, he wants to mint the, he wants to buy the first 10 floors? What if during that transaction someone steals one out of it? So this is the gas for it and loses yeah, it. So yes, there are there's Genie gas. goes into my wallet, specifically Mamba's fadeaway wallet, takes the item out and I pay the gas. <laughs> it happened yesterday. Oh, you have to fill out a form. And obviously that's all explained in there, right? And there are people whose transactions don't go through in full. And there are some, you know, you lose a little gas here and there, just like you would if you missed out on it. You're on your own. Um, but basically, I mean, take a look at the form. There's a form to fill out right on their thing. And it, it tells you how many you want to buy and how much you want to pay for it. And obviously, the floor is not always the same price. 
You know what I mean? So the floor, some of them are 0.5, then it's 0.6, or 0.55, 0.62. You know, like, they're not all being bought at the same price, right? So you're telling them, I want to buy this, and I'm ready to pay up to this much. And then it aggregates a gas. You know, by buying in bulk, it doesn't it doesn't uh, make it one transaction, you know, so that the gas is the same as buying one. But on average, they say, you know, you save about 20% on gas fees. So uh, it's something. Can we talk about this? So you mentioned that art project is 0.04 ETH. Yeah. And I was talking to my, to my buddy, and I don't know what the exact number is, but I'm going to call it 0.1. Anything really below, I'll, I'll call it 0.07. Anything below yeah. 0.07 to 0.1, to 0.1 ETH is dead territory for a project, in my opinion. Dead. In the, dead. Because at this stage, with the way gas fees are, with the way OpenSea takes 2.5%, the artist takes 5 to 10%, it's nearly impossible to buy into low-end projects. It's nearly. Am I on? Do you agree? I do. What would be your number? What, I do. What do you think? Listen, I, I mean, my hope would be that at some point in time, there, I, I don't know if there's more miners coming in or there's a way to do it. Maybe it's ETH, you know, 2.0 or whatever it may be. But my hope is that the gas situation somehow there's. I'm not smart enough because I'm not a. I'm not a miner. You know what I mean? Um, so, Fair but enough. my hope is that gas prices will come down. Um, and, you know, the thought would be that they should, right? I mean, we were buying projects that were significantly cheaper and the gas wasn't this much, you know, just a couple of months ago. I know there's a lot more people doing it now, but gas used to be nothing. It wasn't even something we, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, a cost of doing business. Now it's more than the actual, not more than the cost of the, of the items, which is absurd. You know, absurd. it's a huge What's pressure it? to switch to layer two blockchains, uh, or layer two chains, because that's where you can, transact with gas close to nothing. So the reason we're still all stuck on Ethereum layer one is this OpenSea is a behemoth and that's where everyone puts their, and everyone mints their NFTs there because they know that's where all the eyeballs are. But eventually we'll start switching over to these cheaper cheaper places. Um, so keep your eyes out for those. Those ones will transact far more often because they won't have the same kind of gas problems. Well, I mean, people are switching to other you know, other platforms and also, you know, not Ethereum. I mean, it's, they, they have Solano, they have, you know, flow, you know, they have a million of these things, right? I mean, flow was huge at uh, N NFT NYC, right? They, they had cars, they had, uh, you know, they had, uh, um, they were giving rides to people in um, Tesla's with big advertisement on the side. Don't worry about gas ride with flow, you know, I mean, pretty funny, right? You know, it's, it, I mean, it really is an interesting thing, but I mean, Andrew, you're 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 right. I mean, I, I can tell you one. And and by the way, guys, I own a couple of those Vortex by Spectre art. I'm not telling you to buy them. It's just you know a piece of art, you know, thing that is right there. Another one that I own a lot of that is exactly I think fell victim to what you're talking about is um, I own a shit ton of these those fatals, right? I mean, you can't buy. He brings, them up, he brings them up on our card show too, guys. I bring them up all <laughs> over the place. But I mean, the point is that you can't. It's it's. If you buy it, you're basically paying as much in gas as you are for the actual NFT. How, how, how I, 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 I only want the Fatales men, not the Fatales women. I'm still holding out for that. <laughs> Archik and I were doing a call later to see what we could do to resurrect that project. Nice. Cage, what, Cage, what if I told you guys? So right now, the current narrative from ETH enthusiasts is ETH is the best place to launch your NFT. It's the best place for smart contracts. What if I told you? That there that you could launch NFTs and smart contracts on Bitcoin. Would that surprise you? No. No. No, it wouldn't surprise so, us. So here we are. We see all of these issues with ETH. Maybe it's not fixable. Maybe the whole system in and of itself can't scale. And these are not my words. These are Vitalik Buterin's words, the creator saying that their system isn't scalable. And we're going to do more research on this to figure out exactly what that means. But the way I understand it, and you guys will tell me if I'm wrong, the system's built to own, to mine using, you're only as strong as your slowest miner in the system of Ethereum, which is why gas fee is so high. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you know why that's true? I'm not sure why that's true. It's true because it says it. <laughs> not every miner gets used for every transaction. So there's loads of miners that get excluded. They don't have to validate each block. 
Do I know why that's true? No, I heard that, and <laughs> I like to from a reputable source. <laughs> why is that funny? No, this is not financial advice, folks. Just to make sure we're saying that's not financial advice. It's not financial advice. It's not financial it's, advice. It's None of this is things, financial advice. It's the things that I hear, and then we as a team further research, and then in three weeks and four weeks, we'll have I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. You ever heard that song? And so the <laughs> sorry, were you talking? <laughs> and so Dude, Andrew, I just heard it. I heard it somewhere. You know, it's only <laughs> as good as like the uh, you know it's the weakest link. You are the weakest link, Mister Miner. Goodbye. So guess but seriously, and Ethereum Bitcoin, sucks because of you, Miner. Where Bitcoin, the way I understand it, it's um, it's a much more competitive environment between miners, and as a result, you could mine more transactions per minute than you can on Ethereum, which lowers transaction fees. I mean, yes, this all sounds great. God, I'm the smartest of the three. This is scary times. I mean, it sounds great. It does. It sounds fantastic. I don't know if it's accurate. I know that there is a limit right now to how many transactions can be done per minute on Ethereum. And it's not enough for the demand. I, I know 15, that is 100% right? accurate. I heard a number of uh, approximately that, yes. But I mean, you'd figure more miners, you know... Yes, whatever it may be, I mean, I people are minting things now and paying thousands of dollars in gas fees to get involved in them. Literally, the fees are thousands of dollars. It's, it's so, insane. So our audience is, is smart. Shadowy Coder, jump in. I'm just going to screen share. So if you guys go to BitcoinSV.com, there, there's a lot more detail and information here than, than I could provide. So, but, but some of these things that I'm talking about is smart contract support. And uh, once this thing scrolls, NFTs. So I'm curious, and I'm going to look out for this. Maybe in 2022, maybe 2023, I don't know. Bitcoin starts to launch, or or artists and creatives start to launch projects on, here we go, on-chain file support, right here, NFT support. So this is BitcoinSV.com. And, and to add to that, since I'm blowing the mind of my, my fellow uh, co-hosts, the, I learned what the difference between on-chain and off-chain, or I guess what typical NFT projects are. And they're Dude. not even real NFT projects. Right? Some of these right. NFTs are off the chain. <laughs> uh, some of these reason. NFT projects aren't even real NFT projects, right? They're just uh, some lines of code. And that's a smart contract on Ethereum. And the art, the art in and of itself is stored on OpenSea server. Right, so it could actually be wiped at any time. We've seen this play out in front of our eyes with the raccoons, right? It's like they an ass. Change the art. So what do you even really own? This is why chain runners are so cool. This is why um, crypto punks are so cool. On-chain art, once it's on-chain, it can't be manipulated. It can't be changed, right? If you say right. so, the shadowy coder would know this better than anybody. Shadowy coder says yes. I mean, the code is locked in. If there's somewhere in the code that allows you to change the profile picture, then the code the code states the profile picture can be changed by the code if the code allows it. But the code is king here. So on chain, on chain is usually uglier. I will say that. You know why? <laughs> do we know why? Do we all know why? Because people who work on the chain are they're lazy, and people who are off the chain they're cool, like it's cool art. That's all. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds good. <laughs> why is it shadowy? Yeah, tell us why. Well, anything, anything you keep on chain requires memory. Anything that requires memory costs money. So if you're trying to store lots of big images on the chain, it costs lots and lots of money. But if you store a bunch of small chain pictures on chain, it costs less money. So that's the reason why on chain projects have uh, look very pixelated. It's because those kinds of pictures take up less memory and therefore less money for the smart contract. Is that why the sheep from the wolf game, I have to get like a magnifying glass out to see what they realize is a tiny little thing because of the memory? Right. They've got, they've got something on their neck that you can't tell what it is until you look inside. Like the attributes look like nothing. I love, where, I love where you're going with this. Shadowy, please share with us what you've learned about staking and about those um, that golds project that you and I were talking about yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I started looking. So, well, there's so many things to Okay. Look at him! Look at him! This is what happens Dude. when you stay up at night. Instead of sleeping, <laughs> you stay up sailing the open sea. Dude, Captain it's crazy. Shadow. 
I come in there and I like I brain vomit all my ideas onto him, and he just starts rubbing his head to help all of the thoughts absorb. Just brain vomit <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> oh, it, it ends up being an NFT, a really nice one. Cheers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I start. So all these, so there's been a little pattern in these projects. There's Wolf Game, which was a staking project all on chain. There was um, Feudals, which was a staking project all on chain. There was another one about gold that I started looking at yesterday. I started noticing a pattern. There's loads of other ways you can stake your coins too. Bringing in another thought here, like the way that lots of these swap protocols aggregate all of their liquidity is. They get people to stake their money, stake their ETH and coins and stuff in their liquidity pool, things like that. So, so you're going to have to get familiar with staking, and I'm going to release a video about it soon. But um, there's another project interested in Olympus DAO, Klima DAO, Wonderland Time DAO. All these projects involve staking, so staking is a huge part of this new world. Um, I'll release a whole new video on that soon, but what are you saying, Andrew? You buy, so like the one we were talking about yesterday, what was it called? With gold coins, I forgot already because I did the research and it was garbage. Let me look it up again now, dude. He decides if a project's garbage or not. Like I, I don't even know what the. I was in is. one of these guys. I was in. I was in one. Um, it was called like miners. stacked toads, and I was staking my stacked toads and getting so, stack coins. So you st you bought it. I bought it. You send it to the liquidity pool. Yep. You pay and, money. And you send it to the liquidity pool. And there are two pools. One is just staking your your NFT. The other one is which, is a combined liquidity pool where you stake it with ETH. That's a combined add-in ETH for the liquidity pool and your NFT. And, and every, every day, day you, you stake it, they give you an amount of their coin. Right? And you 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 continue to earn that coin. And the coin is tradable. Tradable and, for what? Well, stack is tradable. You go on Dex tools, it's tradable for you can swap it on Uniswap. You can swap it for money. You know, so, which is as good as cash. Dex tools. So the reason I was looking at this other project the other day and but, um, but what's funny about it is you have to be really careful with this stuff because unless they have some sort of utility, what's the coin worth? So the stack toads, you guys can take a look at my ether scan. I got wrecked on it. Right? I mean, I was in there and in you know, I I was I was staking it, getting stack. And the stack coin came out, and it was over a dollar per coin. That's pretty. He's, get, he's getting a call from the stacked Toad CAO, <laughs> and he's saying, "Stop funding my project. I know where you live. I know your PO box expired yesterday. Don't make me send you something." Are you back with us? I can't hear you, Kate. No. Um, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. There you go. But that that it went from went from like a, a dollar change a coin to like two cents a coin. Why didn't you sell? I did sell. Oh, nice! You didn't get wrecked. You wrecked it. I didn't sell it a dollar. Oh, why not? Because that's the problem with these coins, right? There's no. It's a very difficult liquidity situation, right? Because in order to sell it, you have to have someone buying it. And while it's going down from a dollar to two cents, there's not that many people buying in. Wait, so how? Was, go ahead, bro. How many coins did you earn per day while you had your toad stack? Like ten thousand, probably, right? No, it, was, it wasn't that much at all. Per, oh, all right. like fifty or something like that. But there was a lot out there, you know. Like there was definitely, you know, there's plenty of them out there. Um, it wasn't like a crazy amount, but but obviously people did have a crazy amount of these things. You know what I mean? People had a lot of them. Um, the market. And okay. look, and it was one of those things. I think you know, the, the thing ran. I like you say, why didn't you sell? Why? Because I buy high and sell low. I mean, we talked about <laughs> this. We're back to the beginning of the episode, but I actually bought in, and the price of the of the you know the actual NFTs, the stacked toads, was double what I bought it at. And I was like, this thing's going to the moon. Great, I'm retiring on this thing. And the next thing you know, you know, it's straight down. It was an interesting ride. I got to tell you, it's one of many interesting rides I've been on in the last year. We went to Disney World. Um, it's true. One of our best episodes for the Sports Card Podcast with you with the cigar. Just overlooking the lake. You're, you're not even allowed to smoke in Disney World, but I did. Shadowy Coder, here's the thing. The question I have about all these coins, because this is where the world is moving right now. A lot of gaming, a lot of play to earn, a lot of coins, is mm -hmm. 
can that last? If we can't even explain what the metaverse is, which metaverse is going to survive, which land purchase is going to be the right one? Is it sandbox? Is it well, who the heck knows, right? If, 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 if we're all just in that, I know we're all early and we're all going to make it and all that other fun stuff, right? Yeah, we, we got all the initials down. GM, wag me, wag my whatever. But so in any event, we can't even explain that. How the hell are we supposed to, which one of these 5,000 coins play to earn? And then what are you playing? What's the game? Is it an arcade like everyone has, right? Is, it, is there a game? Are they just putting out a coin and then telling you there'll be some game down the road? I mean, these are all legitimate questions, but right now you're in a fun situation where no one cares. They just want the coin. They want the coin. They don't even want to play. They just want the coin. What are they playing? Don't worry. The game will come. Don't worry. I'm telling you what this is. This is South Park. It's phase one, steel underpants. Phase three, profits. We're glossing over phase two, which is the real utility for any of these coins. Right. That's scary. Well, that, that's what you and Brofit I've been talking about, right? He's he's. If you look at his um, profile on on OpenSea, he's holding all these projects, right? And, and I get scared of holding even overnight, right? Because, like you mentioned, to me, this is all smoke and mirrors. It's all this promise of a future in the metaverse. But I think the dream is five to 10 years ahead of the like actually being built. Think about it. No one right now lives with goggles. I would say right now, no one even spends more than an hour a day wearing goggles. Who knows if goggles can be the way to do it? The one that we just started looking into with the Web 3, you know, the Web um, Apartments? What is it? The World Wide Web? um, The game there and their, their metaverse style of play? You don't even need goggles for that. You just do that right on your browser. Really? Where you wear your your avatar is either one of their avatars, or you can use your punk or your Kong, and your that's your avatar. You play the game, and you just you could you could do it. It's got so so such small amount of code. You could do it right through your MetaMask browser. You don't need an Oculus. You don't need goggles or anything. So who knows? Yeah, but you do for land, right? Like we all need to have this. Like why I think Facebook's going into it is I think Facebook is going to create like the United States of America, so to speak. So that we can all agree what land is sought after. Right now, like we say, the central land is the central is the land we go after. But no, Adidas Originals just partnered with Sandbox. What is the land? Like I want to know what is Manhattan in the metaverse. What is Miami Beachfront property? What is LA Beachfront property? Until we establish that, we're so far away from having actual utility for the apartments you called me at one a.m. to buy. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> but see, that, that utility will eventually come, right? Do you believe that, or do you not? Do you not believe yes. in the long game? Okay. No, so, I don't. Honestly, there is a I long do. game, shadowy. <laughs> There's definitely a long game, but I, I'll say this until I die. When I was in college, everyone of the state university system that I was in, when they did research, when the internet was coming out in the '90s, yeah, I'm that friggin' old, was on Netscape. Netscape was the huge internet, right? And then there were all of these other internet companies. You know, there was dial-up AOL and all this crap. Yahoo and blah, blah, blah. Remember that? Right? Yeah. And I was like, kush, 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 ka-ching. Exactly. <laughs> Netscape was – if I had money back then, I would have invested in Netscape because it was taking over the world. It was the – if you wanted to get online, you got to get on through Netscape. Right? Mm. No one's ever heard of it now. Nobody cares. That's not that's, so. Yes, the premise that there'll be something there, there'll be some segment of the society yes. that goes in some metaverse created by all of the you know the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, and you could wear your eight thousand dollars shoe somehow, somewhere. But we're all in a weird place now where I don't know which one it is, and the one that it's going to be might not even have been invented yet. No, and there will be multiple. So, but I think we agree because just like the, the the internet still exists and Netscape doesn't, but Chrome and, and Firefox do, right? So the internet still exists, which means the meta metaverse will still exist. And then, which one of the lands, which one of the yeah, but people are buying million entities. dollar plots in sandbox now instead of buying them in Decentraland or instead of buying an apartment uh, in 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 worldwide web land. Yeah. Those are people who invested in Netscape. 
Those are people <laughs> who thought MySpace was the place Could to be. be instead of Facebook. That's Could scary. Be. Could be. That's true. A little mirror. Oh no, he's talking to somebody on the phone. I can hear oh, in the other okay. room. But so anyway, no, look, so uh, I, gonna I agree. Right. Maybe. Someone's going to be wrong. Totally. But the whole world is going to stick around and stay. So might as well make a few. Don't have to make million dollar bets, but make a bunch of good bets, you know, and then ride them out for a little while at least, because there's money to be made here. And so take it while you can if you've got the money to get into some of these things, because they're already pretty expensive. Here's where I would <laughs> go with it, and here's my logic. Look at the younger generation. Look at kids. So let's use Bronny James for an example. That guy can't even get it together. They're playing basketball with masks around their chins. That generation's not going to grow up in the metaverse. But I think eight to ten year olds are so into, you know, digital gaming and all that stuff. I think that that, that generation is going to be more inclined to live in the metaverse than fifteen to thirty year olds right now. I don't think you're going to change our behavior. But I do think that kids growing up five to 10 years old will. Like you even see they're all on their phones. They're all already in a virtual world. It's going to be more organic. So I think the metaverse is 20 years away, 15 years away. The way when Cage was uh, in college in 1943, they said the internet started, but it took 30 years for it to actually reach maturity where like every, the, 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 you know, that's that adoption curve where we actually had adoption of people using the internet, where now we have your grandma uh, or your grandpa or my grandparents or my parents on Facebook and Instagram. Now we have real adoption of the internet. And that took, dude, that took 40 years. Yep. No, I it's, get it. I yeah, guess what I'm nervous about though things, is- Things are gonna happen faster and faster and faster now. Maybe internet took 40 years. It's definitely not gonna take that long. I, internet didn't even take 40 years. It's gonna go way faster now. Internet took first longer than that. The first one to move is not always the best one. I mean, people spend a million dollars on Sandbox. That's great. I'm sure it's gonna work out great. But you know, if, if in next year, Fortnite comes out and says that they're gonna you know, make a, a version of their game into a metaverse, that's what my eight-year-old son is gonna wanna be in, not Sandbox that he's never heard of. Yep. So that's the thing that I'm a little, you know, concerned about when when legit brands, instead of somebody who's like just coming out of nowhere and starting it, the first mover, it's great. They 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 kind of break the seal. They show how it, how it can be done, but the overall adoption may come from somebody that's already got a multi million user base. That's just yeah. my thought. You know, I and it's, not a, and it's not Adidas Originals who hasn't done shit in like thirty years either. Right. J- Justin, but, I love Adidas Originals. Love Adidas Originals, the brand. But you you can't put that company on the on the pedigree of a Nike, dude. Nike Nike is culture. Adidas Originals is kind of like a second third tier at this point. And I love Adidas Originals. Just to be clear, well, I mean, listen, I love the talk just because you know people are speculating. It's, it's all speculative bets. All of it is. And you know, this is the part of the show where you have to mirror Gary V and say, you know any bets you're making in this should be with money that could go to zero because a lot of internet stuff did go to zero. Most internet stuff went to zero. If you, of help, guys, if you help, but there is short-term opportunity. Yeah, sure. hundred percent. Is that stupid? Is that foolish? Is that not no, a financial advice? No, but it, no, it, it's, it's, it is valid, but very few people are able to time the market. That's a hindsight analysis, okay. right? It, it, in a, in a very short order, very quick time, most internet stocks crashed. The bubble burst. There was not a lot of time for people to run in and be like, all right, I'm going to get out. And here's a pattern I think I see is that everything that happens in the metaverse on the blockchain, like those boom and bust cycles happen so much faster than they did than they used to in the real world. So I think, you know, if you're worried about it in the real world and it's happening in the NFT world, it's going to happen faster. So be able to be able to get out quick. But also, while we're on the topic of this land, um, you don't have to just buy land. You can also buy coins because each one of these land metaverses, they have their own attached kind of currency. So if you don't have enough to spend two and a half ETH to get enough to central land, um, you can just go buy a few coins. If you still want to make that bet, you can get in with small What's the central land's coin? Ooh, mana. Mana. M-A-N-A. And sand is sandbox of sand. Yeah, that's right. Lots of these, lots of these projects have have their own coin. Like if you're interested in games as well, you can go find Alluvium. They have their own coins and things. Ember Sword doesn't have coins yet, but you can buy the Ember Sword badge. Eventually, that will give you coins. So there's 
there's lots of ways to get into these projects, not just the mainstream way that everyone's focused on. You know, how, you know how we have the, you know, what, what do you type into uh, your browser? You type in www. You know what that stands for? Worldwide World Web. Web. Right. And on the World Wide Web, Google the, is a very expensive domain, right? Business.com is a very expensive domain. I don't think we've established the World Wide Web of the metaverse yet. I think that's what the sandbox, the man, uh, the decentralized. I think that's what the fight is for because, and I think Facebook's going to be the one that does it. I wouldn't bet against them. Or should I say that? What is the meta? What is the one centralized World Wide Web of the metaverse? There's two places I want to go here. I don't know that Facebook, remind me because I'm going to forget. I don't know that Facebook will be the one to create it. And your second question was, what is going to be the WWW of Meta? I That's not how I see it. It's a different world than the internet. Because like Decentraland can exist with Sandbox also existing. It'll just be like France and it'll be Canada and I'll like, or whatever. It'll just be two different continents even. It could be Europe and it could be Antarctica maybe. If nothing is, that what, is that what DAOs are? So like DAOs are going to be like... Is is Decentraland a DAO? Ah, good question. I don't know that they have a governance token. Because, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, will be the France. And, you know, how does that DAO communicate with America, right? And there will be probably feuds between DAOs and there's going to be alliances between other DAOs. So I do agree with that. I, I don't, that's cool. That's a cool thought to consider. I don't know how that would work. I go back to the fact that if it's a DAO, it has a smart contract that's been submitted to the blockchain and it is immutable. It's unchangeable. So I don't know how from there you start creating alliances and things. That has to be like the whole business side of stuff. But, you know, they all have governance tokens too. So maybe they will vote to merge Olympus DAO with Klima DAO somehow. I don't know how that works. That's that's like a, a level above my rate, but it's possible in this blockchain. You talked to Gene yesterday, and Gene is a coder, thinker extraordinaire. Give me like a 60-second recap of what you two talked about. So this, this man is brilliant. Um, we're going to have him on our show soon, too. He's always connected into the right chats. Uh, stop, he taught me, stop complimenting me. Talk about you. <laughs> he taught me how valuable it is to be in the right discords, following the right people on Twitter, being in the right telegram. There's lots of things that happen in this, these background chats. This is the only way to figure out what's about to move in the market before it hits OpenSea's top movers list. So this is where you get into things early. Do you want to give me, if you want me to give you a brief update? He's most interested in the gaming side of this world because lots of money is attracted to, to gaming. And some gaming exists already if you're familiar with Axie Infinity or Zed Run, but those are kind of like the basic, like the first limp into the, to the gaming world. Eventually there's going to be a Fortnite. Eventually there's going to be a Call of Duty built entirely on the blockchain. So Gene's whole deal is trying to get into a bunch of these projects as early as possible before they hit mainstream. Gaming is his focus. You can focus on a thousand things. You can focus on art. You can focus on music. You can focus on gaming. You can focus on land. There's a million things in the NFT world. But I'll let you jump back in if you want. What's up? No, I'm loving it. I'm loving listening okay. to this stuff. There's so many, <laughs> so there if you so want... Many cool things to listen to, man. There's so, I mean, you know, like you said, gaming, there's like a million... There's art. There's a million ways to do the NFT stuff. What's you, funny? What did I do? I'll give you a play if you guys want to play. Yes, we, we like plays. And this is not financial advice. We, we call these this plays, is not financial advice. We call these plays, but really this is, hey, get this on your watch list. Oh. Listen to Crypto Casuals. Listen to our show. Is this something that do any your of own us own? Not yet. Good question. So I own five of these. This is called Huxley. Huxley Saga. So what you're looking at here is just six different characters that are going to be in comic books, right? So this is a, you're going to have, if you buy one of these NFTs, you're going to have access to the comic book. What's not written on this page, but it's written on, it was just brand new news published yesterday by the creator. Creator's name is, give me a Lenita sec. Huxley. Ben Morrow. And he released on his Twitter that this whole thing is going to be turned into an actual metaverse game as well. So that news hasn't been, 
uh, adopted into the price yet because the price is still stuck at mint price. People haven't minted out. Like this is such a brand new project that hasn't even finished minting yet. So um, there's a little bit of alpha here. Plus this dude is a big dude in the gaming world. Like he helped create Halo and some other things. He's worked for NASA and DARPA, which I think is pretty sick. So um, this dude is one of those people who he's like, he's got the reputation and he's got the experience and he's trying to do something cool and new in this world. And none of that has been factored into the price of his NFT yet. So I bought five of these um, and this is a long play. I don't really like those short flippers. This is like a six month, eight month play. Can I, can I just j jump in here? If you guys listen to Gary, he Gary talks a lot about IP, intellectual property, right? Like Mickey Mouse is intellectual property. Someone created it. Um, if, if that Huxley character and everything really within gaming is going to be contingent on how well the creator, Ben Morrow in this scenario, builds up the IP, builds up these characters, right? Like that's really everything that is contingent on. Lenina yeah. Huxley is the name of Sandra Bullock's character in the movie Demolition Man. I remember Just that. Thank sure. <laughs> where do you rank Sandra so, Bullock? Top five actress or actresses? Like where would you? Rank? She's not into NFT, so she's out of the top five. But here's it's funny, man. I have a segue man. for you. I have a segue for you. So you want line side? Here's speed, some some alpha, some alpha, man. some fun stuff. Gaming, great. You're right about it. The, the IP is going to depend on where the owner of that IP, the creator of the IP, takes it. And can I tell you what I think is next? It hasn't happened yet, but what I think is next. Shadowy Coder, as I'm doing this, or whoever's going to share the screen, can you pull up Gary V's Twitter? I think the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to utilize the communities that are rabid fans, that are support-based. And I think the communities and NFTs are going to lean on each other in community collaborations. Not just collabs of, um, let's call it, bored apes with Adidas. Because not everybody's going to bag an Adidas. You could say Adidas is not Nike, but it's still a cool get for an NFT project that didn't exist last Super. year, right? But when you have two rabid NFT communities and the, the creators of them are willing to do collabs, so pull up his last couple of tweets about the GOAT. If you pull down, right? So it's like Paper AD. hands are going to pay. Did you see that tweet? <laughs> Paper hands. Paper hands, hands will be destroyed. V friends. So scroll down, scroll down a, li a little more, a little more. And it's like, did you see what those, yeah, click that. You what are goes? the last two? No, down one more. See that? What's this tweet there say? What, what are, those are those first, first two? two? So mm -hmm. click on that. So this is the V Friends mini drops. So it just drops as part of it. Look at what the first two are. You can click on either one of those first two if you like. Is it going to open or am I looking at it'll open. colors here? No, it, it'll open. I don't know why your thing is taking so long. Oh, there we go. But click, click on that. So he has a gift goat, which is one of his NFTs, one of the VFriend NFTs, that is supposed to give gifts out. But if you check out what this NFT is, I don't know the story behind it because he literally dropped it an hour before we did this episode. But it's his gift goat. I don't know why your computer is not loading this up. Probably because I have a thousand tabs open. There you go. There we Look, go. it's Creature World. It's so Creature. The Creature NFT. And it's Gift Goat walking into Creature World. And creatures are opening it up and a creature pops out of the gift goat. So it's skinning a, the goat live? NFT collab with another NFT. This is now VFriends Creature collab, Goat's Arrival in Creature World. I don't know whether or not this is now he's going to make 555 of these and drop them to people who own the gift goats. And this is now an NFT, you know, let's call it a semi-fungible token if there's 555 of the same one, maybe that's different backgrounds and whatnot, but that's the gift. And I think what you're going to be able to do there is you're going to be able to see a community of 10,000 NFTs, community of 10,000 NFTs, rabid communities leaning on each other, making these kind of like cool collabs between the two that are even more sought after than the 10,000 that are there. You know? So look at that. That's a cool thing. And it, 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 it hits home what you're saying, Andrew, that the IP... Is, and the value of that IP is going to depend on what the, the creator of that IP does with it. Look at that. That's a cool thing. Like, couldn't you see, you know, um, lazy lions collabing with some other jungle animal to make some form of, like, jungle metaverse kind of thing? Who the heck knows what it's going to be? But this, I think, is, is a, a glimpse into one of the next chapters of where we're going. What do you think? Collabs. I want to ask you, in the, in the past, Cage, 
Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, uh, Cartoon Network. Can you think of like when you saw, you know, um, Stan from South Park appear on a different show? Was there anything like that? Yeah. Or like Yeah. Um, I saw one with Family Guy and American Dad. And they uh, they made a joke about uh, demoting the daughter down to American Dad. Like, you know, the, the Family Guy daughter, you know, she's getting demoted dad to, you know, I mean, obviously same network and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, they've, they've definitely done that, you know, plenty of times. Um, and think about it, guys. It's like that Venn diagram, right? It's you have fans of one thing, you have fans of the other thing, and then you cross them over. Right, and you, you you're able to build like that. You're you're able to introduce different segments of fans to Creature World, Creature World fans to Gary V's world, and you have a more limited a more limited supply with a greater demand because the demand is from both. So it's ten thousand and ten thousand. Maybe it's five thousand users in each one, or four thousand in each one, and then you only create this couple of hundred, and you have double the potential demand for lesser supply. It's a cool idea. Right. And it's also something maybe you're gifting it down is providing utility for the folks who are doing it. I mean, it's just one of those things I was thinking of that, you know, in this in this world where we talk about 90 something percent of this is going to fail. I think part of the success of projects are going to be the ones that can collab with other successful ones on their own. They might not make it, but hey, you know. Kind of I've seen that word collab a lot in all of the struggling discords that I'm a part of. All of the NFTs I've bought into that have just tanked. They always start talking about starting collabing with other artists in order to revive. Yeah, but so so the the difference though is those collabs are like, hey, let's get let's get whitelist. You know, let's get somebody you know from let's get somebody from their community to buy ours, or let's get somebody in there to tweet about ours. I'm talking about ones where it's it's not like community collaborations, just like owners of each you're talking about each other and and having a Twitter raid. I'm talking about top of the house, like when Board Apes mm-hmm. went out and, and paired up with Adidas. I'm talking about some of these NFT brands are big brands. They're bigger brands than some of the tangible items that you could partner with. You know, I mean, I saw a stat about like the top ten NFT uh, projects raking in like nine billion dollars worth of you know transactions or some craziness like that, right? So, you know, you're right. Collab can be utilized as sort of like a dirty word to save something that's failing. But I think that's not the way it's being used by Gary and Creatures. You know, yeah. these are, these are guys both coming from a position of strength, getting stronger by combining their IP. You, um... it's, it's when Logan Paul fought KSI is a good example in the, in, in the real world, if we still use that as metaphors. Logan Paul has his audience from the USA. KSI is an influencer out of the UK. They did a fight, and they both benefited tremendously from that that boxing match. Collab, right? Yeah, that might even be fixed. Who the heck knows? Everything is fixed. So what I'm thinking about now... Is this their land? Creature Playground, yeah. It's only 0.016 ETH. And I don't know enough about this yet because I just started failure. looking at Creature. Failure. But... <laughs> failure. Failure. Close it. Close it to the failure price zone. Fail. Get rid it's... of it. Andrew says get rid of it. Failure. Can't. It'll never succeed. Fail. Guys, where well, else do you get this content, right? We, here we are. We're not t- talking to you guys like as, as some sort of professionals. We are in this every single day. And you hop on here. You get jokes. You get banter. You get We come after each other. Hopefully we can add a little value of this is what we're looking at. This is how we see it. So where else are you going to get that? Fail. Gone. So what do you what do you guys think? So Gary just uh, I, you know what Gary he thinks. Pump something? Not pump, but did Gary just uh, give a little incentive for people to start buying creatures? Like it's going to give them some notoriety, some popularity, and then while creature while metaverse things are popular, creature also has a playground. It'd be an interesting play as well. Are you telling us or asking us? Uh, this is not financial advice. You go do some research, Shadowy, and we'll save that same same Shadowy channel, same Shadowy time. We'll save that. Shadowy for, uh... loves research, by the way. And we're at a stage where, you know, we always say we do either do things for free or for full price. Right now, for a limited time, if there's something that you guys listening want us to for research, time. <laughs> put it in the comments. Dude, just wait. Next year, we're going to be helping people launch you know, their own NFT projects and things like that. And we're not going to have the time to just, you know, research what our audience asks for. But right now, if you 
have a question, if you have a topic that you want us to research, happy to do it. This is and true. I love a good challenge. And we've already seen people have started asking me questions in our Discord channel. Uh, and I've started to go to research these things. So, yeah, keep the questions Luka's coming. Tigers. People still minting. They have fun. It's Dude, a key to my best. heart, is what that is. That's a, it's a universal key to my heart. Lucas Tigers. By the way, have you ever bit that highlighter so hard that you actually broke it and, like, you got you like highlighter? Because that would be bad. It'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah. I think it's safe to eat. So, I'm not too worried. Here? We'll see what happens, though. No, shadowy. He's biting a highlighter. Yeah, he's. Oh. It's not all about you. You're right. That's you, true. But... Shadowy. What um? What are some of the questions that were in the Discord that might have been interesting? Anything you want to? They want to know his sign. They want to know his sign. They always want to know his sign. <laughs> he's, he's, he born his... On, he's born on leap year, February 29th, nineteen ninety. Right. Um, Let's see. He's the four year old in a ten year old's body. <laughs> ten year old anyway. Uh, so what is it? What are they asking me about? Confusions about MetaMask. Confusions about yeah, scams. February 28th is his birthday. Mm -hmm. It's true. 28th or 29th? 28th, not 29th. If I was born no, a day later, I would it would have be been March 1st, too. 29th is very sad. sad. You would only have seven birthdays. I would be so hyped if I was born on the 29th. That would be so much fun. I wish you I was born You would only have had later. seven birthdays to celebrate. If, you can't. If, that would suck. If anything, it would have solved the problem for everyone. That When I tell them I'm born on February 28th, they're like, oh, one more day, you would have been only here. So here's what I say to people. Whenever anybody asks me when something's happening, they're like, oh, when are you going to get that for me? Or, hey, when are you doing that? I always tell them February 30th. Nice. And I walk away before they figure out there is no February 30th. They're like, oh, February 30th. I'll put it on my calendar. What a good dad you are when he asks you when dinner is. Well, he's going to eat before February 30th. He doesn't like to eat. I like to eat anyway. He doesn't care. If it's chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, you know, with, and only the powdered kind. Only the nutritious one. Powder and water makes mac and cheese, baby. It's good stuff. Craft. Not financial advice. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up because this has been a while. Guys, if you have more questions, we've already had good questions about MetaMask, about what staking and bonding is, about the Olympus DAO, about whether or not things are scams. So join our Discord. Talk to us about that. Send us questions. We're happy to be in. Anytime. And listen, I have a question for you guys because these two guys couldn't answer it for me, right? I hear a lot of um, NFT people tell me that they're trying to get $10 million. Oh, I sold both of them before the show because I'm a dummy. I did at, at one. I did. I listed them because I'm like, all right, the show, it always happens. The hour of the show, stuff that I own tanks. Guys, don't give them. everyone FOMO. Everyone who's listening, I didn't buy any of these. So you shouldn't have FOMO either, okay? Don't you have should FOMO. have FOMO. Which FOMO. This is the kind of guy I am. So here I started, we started Luca Tiger Bronze, start Crypto Casuals. I give yeah. winners to my best friends. Okay. I give them winners. How's the apartments doing? Mas or Menos. How's the Crypto Goons doing? So here's the bad part about there. this. And here, oh, so, 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 listen, fun stuff. That project that you just showed, if you bought in at, say, 0.7 and sold at, say, 0.95, okay? That's you paid gas at point, so you, this is what you did, hypothetically. You paid some gas, so you probably bought at 0.74? Yep. Okay? You sold at 0.95. So paid you thought 10%. you made, you thought you made, you actually, you paid 12.5%. Yep. So you thought you made 20%, but you didn't. Because you actually lost 12.5% of the 9.5. So you actually only got 0.83. Fair. I probably I sold so two. You, you made 10% on you, you, you Your 0.75 only got back 0.83. Yep. That's sad. <laughs> That's not sad. It is. Because think it. about it this way. Top line, what it looks like is you bought for 0.7 and you sold for 0.95. That's a 0.25 gain on 0.7. That's a that's a that's a that's a nice move, man. That's that should be more than thirty percent. But instead, you wind up with fees and gas, and all the other mumbo jumbo making ten percent, which is. But I'll tell you, I, I get I get a really good. I'm this kind of guy. I love building up. I love life momentum, and I believe in investing momentum too. So when I stack those small wins, I feel good. I feel more confident. And I feel more confident in letting my other four guys ride a little bit. So that those sales are for me. I love locking in profit early. 
and it, it boosts me. It, it, it helps me with this like life momentum. I, I'm a big believer in it. Well, the listen, other thing, I love it. Just from a pure, from a pure like investing logic standpoint, too, as the price goes up, technically your risk goes up as well because that price can come straight back down. So as the risk goes up, you might start wanting to pull some of your profits off the table and reduce your your um, vulnerability there. So it makes sense to take two of the six off. To the moon. <laughs> to the moon, but but not financial advice. Crypto casuals, we love you guys. This is an hour. Take us home, Shadow. That's it. We're at an hour and we get cut off. It's our limit. All right, bye, bitches.